0: Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen. Once again, I am 24. This is my podcast, 24's podcast. We got a lot of... Maybe not a lot. Maybe not a lot. Just a little bit of sports to talk about today. Finishing off the rest of this weekend's games. Weekend of upsets. Don't want to talk about my win percentage. It was... I was 50% this weekend. The big boy games, Dallas at Green Bay, Vikings at Bills, and Eagles at command, uh, Commanders at Eagles would have sent me over 500. I would have won 10 of my 14 games. It's just like, help, help me, help me, help me, help me. Seattle choked this weekend. Atlanta choked on Thursday. Help me, help me. As a game, I'm, I'm very annoyed with some of these teams. But we'll talk about it. Unpause my music, please.
1: Unpause my music. Gotta get into it. To to also, we're gonna talk it. about the Raiders head God coach, and, and um, I'll make a prediction.
0: Some people may like it some people may, it,
1: some people may not. I'll still say it.
0: I'll go ahead and say it. We'll talk about all that, ladies and gentlemen, as well as Thursday night's football game. Featuring the Titans versus the Green Bay Packers. We'll talk about it, ladies and gentlemen, right here. 24th
1: podcast. That
0: was Kendrick Lamar's Rich Spirit, the music video version, which is why we got a phone call at the end of, uh, <clears throat> at the end of the song. Oh, man. Before I get started today, I was watching, I'll say this. I've put in a lot of time. I've put in, how many episodes am I at right now? Put in a lot of time into Peaky Blunders. It's a kind of like uh, early 20th century gangster TV show in England, which I'm not really that big of a fan of like the English gangs, Um, but I do like the TV show. It's getting good. It's like episode four. It's, um, I'm getting, I'm about to end uh, the season. I'm about two episodes away from ending the season. I'm going to tell you something. Episode four. Game changer. Game changer of a TV show. I was just like, like come on. Like, like, way too much of a budget. Way, it's way too much money is being thrown at this thing. And then there's six seasons of it. And I was just like, it's going on for way too long for it to not be very good. So I was just like, I gotta, I gotta check it out. I kept on getting it recommended over and over and over again. I was like, this final episode now. This final episode. I'm like, it's pretty, it's pretty fucking good. Really, really... Uh, enjoy it. I'm not going to lie to you. I can't wait to, to get this podcast over with so that way I can watch Peaky Blinders. Or Peaky Blinders. I know.
1: What's it called? It's Peaky something. It's Peaky. What? What is it?
0: Peaky Blinders. Yes, I got it right. Yeah, I mean, everybody probably, Tom Hardy is in it? I mean, it's been going on since 2013, but I'm like, Tom Hardy is in it? It has a 93% on Rotten Tomatoes. Critics. What about fans? Oh, 93. It's, 90, it's both ways. It's like 93, 93. I'm like, now I'm really interested in it. Mm. All right. I got it. I got a fucking. Uh, I guess I got a fucking push through. Jesus Christ. Oh, my God. It's awesome. Peaky Blinders. The fourth episode. But we'll see. Yeah, I know. It's, it's been around for like 10 years. I'm just getting into it. I know, I know, I know. Oh,
1: gosh. Anyways, sorry about that. Title of the podcast today is going to be Kevin
0: Durant is an idiot. I never want to hear anyone ever say Kevin... I, I never... I mean, it's over with. It's done. It's over with after what happened this summer with him wanting to get out of Brooklyn, after getting out of Golden State, after getting out of Oklahoma... Okay, let me give you the timeline of Kevin Durant. I never want to hear this guy anywhere mentioned with LeBron or Stephen Curry. I don't want to hear it. I'm tired, I'm done, I'm over it. Okay? Way too many people were like he's the next LeBron, he's better than LeBron. I mean, LeBron's career is almost done. He's not the same guy that he once was. So the conversation is borderline not even not even borderline. It's not being had. But I never ever 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 want to hear Kevin Durant in the same breath as, like, LeBron, as Steph. We can even go with, with the, these guys are kind of like, I'm, I'm getting older now, so it's like these guys that are, like, that have been playing basketball for almost 20 years, in Steph's case, like, 10, 15 years, something like that. Like, now the players that I grew up with are getting old, so now I have to, like, reference new players like Giannis and Luca and, like, Ja Morant. I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear freaking Kevin Durant mentioned with any of those other players, okay? Kevin Durant was on an absolute jam-packed Oklahoma City Thunder basketball team with James Harden and Russell Westbrook, and I get it, Russell Westbrook, bit of a drag, James Harden isn't. Should have won a championship with those two guys. Goes to Golden State, does win, leaves Golden State because he can't handle it in Golden State, even though he was the star at Golden State. And also, to be honest with you, because the medical team lied to him about the severity of his injury and then he couldn't trust the medical staff anymore and Draymond Green potentially. Like, you know, like there are some good reasons to go to Golden State or to leave Golden State. I still think he should have stayed, but I was like, eh, you know, I'm like, upon reflection, I'm like, eh, I don't blame him that much. However, what's going on with Brooklyn is ridiculous. He goes to Brooklyn, he gets his guy, Kyrie Irving, one of the best scorers in the NBA. They then are able to recruit a bajillion awesome players, some with a little bit left in their tank, with a little bit left in the tank, some not so much. But then on top, like, they brought LaMarcus Aldridge out of retirement. They also brought in Blake Griffin, who was, like, okay for them coming off the bench. But then, the mac daddy of them all, they got James Harden to come play for them in Brooklyn. And James Harden is an awesome basketball player.
1: And he's thriving in Philly.
0: But they can't do anything with James Harden, Kyrie Irving this year or last year, really the year before, because they were all hurt. I think Kevin was hurt, and I think Kyrie was hurt as well for like huge swaths of the season. Regardless, they didn't do shit. They didn't do shit over the last couple of years. And even more importantly than that, and this is just like the most obnoxious thing about Kevin Durant is that these are his fucking guys. And then he gets, and then he fucking like just doesn't do anything this season again. And then he's like, fine, I want out of Brooklyn. They don't trade him. So then he's like, fine, I want Steve Nash to be traded. And so they fucking, they fucking get rid of Steve Nash. And then Kevin Durant comes up with this, Horrific quote. I was just scrolling Reddit like a couple of minutes before the podcast, and I'm like, I gotta talk about this. Kevin Durant, and I quote, said this like today. He's like, "Look at our starting lineup: Edmund Sumner, Royce O'Neal, Joe Harris, Claxton, Nick Claxton, and me. It's not disrespect, but what are you expecting from that group? You expect us to win because I'm out there? Yes, I expect you to win." I expect you to win with all of those scrubs because you are Kevin Durant. You should be one of the best scorers in the NBA. I mean, God damn it. James Harden, I mean, like when he was in Houston, he didn't have like a great surrounding cast. He didn't have like another guy. He didn't have like Kyrie. Like, Dwight Howard was there for a couple of years. They couldn't figure it out with Chris Paul. They got Russell Westbrook. But before, like, they went out and they were aggressive with attracting these, like, monster NBA players, it was essentially James Harden by himself. And he went to the playoffs constantly. Don't even get me started on LeBron. I can have, like, 20 minutes on LeBron. But it's like, I, I mean, he's gotten spoiled rotten. For the entirety of his career. I don't understand. Explain it to me. Explain it. I give LeBron James Harden, Russell Westbrook. I think even with Russell Westbrook, LeBron in his prime, I think, can figure it out. I know LeBron can go to the Warriors and win a championship. I know LeBron can make it work with James Harden and Kyrie Irving. And it's like Kevin Durant can't even fucking go to the fucking playoffs and win a couple games won a couple series. I mean, Brooklyn's not good at all this year, and he's one of the many reasons why. He's, but no, I don't want to even say one of the many. He's one of the main reasons why they aren't very good. And he's just like, you should be so much better than what you currently are right now. And he just isn't. And he'll always be this way until he retires from the NBA. And truth be told, Kevin Durant, I mean, he better freaking, after this contract, he better freaking find another team to freaking get fucking carried with or carried on or go to another team. Hold on. Sorry about that. I'm still on Reddit and he just started to autoplay stuff. <clears throat> But it's like, Kevin Durant better fucking go to the fucking Warriors or another dominant team. You want to know, I didn't even mention this. One of the most frustrating things about Kevin Durant, he wanted out of Brooklyn. And so he's just like, I'll just go to another contender. I'll go to the Suns, I'll go to the fucking Heat. And it's just like, you can't build anything, can you? I was bitching about it all offseason. I was like, you can't win anything, which is why you have to go to all these teams and, and, and join something and not create something. Oh, God. I saw that and I was like, I got to spend like a couple minutes on it.
1: Kevin Durant is so annoying. Oh, God.
0: I spent a lot of time on the Raiders this weekend. Or, excuse me, on Tuesday. I'll spend a couple minutes on the Colts. Get ready for Jim. Mer- I mean Jim Mercy and the Colts. I just saw Pat McAfee doing a, a, a victory lap because the Indianapolis Colts, with interim head coach Jeff Saturday, who came out of fucking high school to coach a fucking a, a fucking NFL game, won a football game on Sunday. What a surprise! He, he won a football game on Sunday against the horrendous Las Vegas Raiders. Joshua, not even a professional football team. I don't even want to analyze them anymore. I said my piece about them on Tuesday. They're done, I'm out, I'm gone. They're not a real football team anymore. I'm about to go on another, uh, you know what, give me a, a couple minutes on the Raiders. Not a real football team in the NFL. Their owner is an absolute joke. Their head coach is a fucking moron. They have two of the best offensive players in the NFL. They've had consistent injuries over and over and over again, and they can't freaking adapt, they have easily a far better team than they had last year, this year, they won like 9-10 games last year, Went in the playoffs, last year, this year, they have better players, they're not going to playoffs, and this year, worse yet, they lost to Jeff Saturday, who's not going, once again, to the playoffs, and on top of that, he's a high school head coach that they brought it to the NFL. No NFL experience, only a former player. Jim Ursay said, I'm glad that he doesn't have experience because then he won't have the fear of analytics, but then he's like, he has the experience in order to count." Absolute joke. Lost to them. The fucking... Raiders should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. I want to punt them across the football field myself. Let me limber up. I got to stretch. I'm, a, I'm, I'm in my 20s. I'm in my mid to late 20s. I got to stretch. Oh my God. The Raiders are so stupid. Built a billion dollar stadium. Took a shit ton of money from taxpayers. Only to have it be an absolute large brown. Or excuse me, large black base of shit. When you're flying to Vegas. Just a stadium for failures. Oh my God. What an absolute joke.
1: Jesus Christ. And then I got the Colts. Got the Colts.
0: Colts won on Sunday against the Raiders. It's reported I got names, I got faces for the first time. I got names, I got titles. Which one do you want? I'll give, them to, I'll give both of them to you. First time in a very long time, quote-unquote anonymous sources are not so anonymous. And I have the executives that were like, hey, Jim, Jim Merce, owner of the Indianapolis Colts. Maybe you don't. Maybe you don't hire a high school head coach who is your boy, your drinking buddy to be the head coach of a professional football team. It doesn't look too good on us. Doesn't look too good on us. Maybe you don't do that. He said, fuck you. I know what I'm doing. And he did it anyways. The two main parties that were like, Please, for the love of God, don't do that. Don't embarrass us. Were the Colts president, Pete Ward, and GM, Chris Ballard. They're like, don't do this. Don't embarrass us. Don't embarrass us. He's like, I've listened to you morons for the last three, four, five, six years. We're moving on. We're doing what I want to do. And so they did. They hired Jeff Saturday to be the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. I think around this time last week. He goes in, he wins against the Raiders, and now you can't motherfucking tell Jim Ursae nothing. It's like Kanye West. He's like, you can't tell me nothing. Uh-uh, you can't, ha-ha, you can't tell me nothing. La, 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 wait till I get my money right. That's Jim Mercy in a Rolls Royce driving down the main street in Indianapolis, blasting. Can't tell me nothing by Kanye West.
1: Jesus Christ. Both huge narcissists, both kind of idiots. You want to know what?
0: I'm not a betting man. I would probably say Jeff Saturday, after that win, is now the head coach of the Indianapolis Colts. He's the interim meaning in between the previous head coach and the future head coach, I think he's going to be the future head coach. I think he is now. To bypass the Rooney rule, essentially, the Rooney rule where essentially you have to interview a minority candidate, you can bypass the rule, not can my uh, interview a minority candidate. You have to interview a minority candidate. Uh, when you have a head coaching vacancy. How you bypass that is by having an interim coach that you just hire straight out of his interim ship thing. That's how you bypass the Rooney rule. Because at this point, it's just, it's procedure. It's like, hey, yeah, like, he gets it. Unless the Colts are just cataclysmically bad, which I think they are, but I think that Jim Ursay will just be like, eh, you know, I've always, I've always wanted Jeff Saturday, and he has always wanted him. He offered him a job 10 years ago when he retired. He's just like, hey, you want to come be an executive for the Indianapolis Colts? Jeff Saturday was like, yeah, no, not really. And then he retires, and then he joins the Packers, and then he retires again, and he's just like, yeah, I, I still don't want that job. And then he goes, and he's at ESPN, and then Jim Ursay has probably wanted him for that amount of time, and he finally got him. That's his guy. You can't tell him fucking nothing. They won on Sunday. Can't take that away from him. He won a fucking game. He has half as many games. This is how stupidly bad the Raiders are. The Raiders have like two wins. The Colts, I mean, the the Colts they have with Jeff Saturday. they have one. He has half as many wins as fucking Josh McDaniels does. Josh McDaniels has a better football team. That's how bad Joshua Daniels is. By the way, Joshua McDaniels won't be getting fired anytime soon. It's a joke. It really, it really fucking is. It's so annoying how fucking bad the Raiders, the Raiders could have and should have just went out, put an ass whooping against the fucking uh, Colts, and just gone home, and they couldn't fucking do that. At home, in Vegas, just a fucking absolute abomination. Oh, God. Two more things before we get into uh, the things that happened this weekend. So, there's this report out. Big report from Ian Rappaport. In fact, I got a bunch of articles from Ian Rappaport and Mike Garofalo. They were just blasting stuff out on Sunday. Let me take a swig of this. Hold on. They were just blasting this out on Sunday. Just blasting, blasting, blasting.
1: And so, what they
0: blasted out on Sunday for me was this article talking about how the Giants have tabled long-term contract extensions with Saquon Barkley. I I just have to raise my hand and ask the question,
1: why are you trying to extend Saquon Barkley to a long-term contract? Did, did you not just learn
0: the consequence of extending a running back long-term? I'm like, is he Jonathan Taylor? Oh, excuse me, Jonathan Taylor is hurt. Is he Derrick Henry? Oh, Derrick Henry, before his contract extension, his like second one, like wasn't very good. He was consistently hurt. Sound familiar? Sound familiar? And in all those cases, their contracts always age horrendously. But the thing about it is, right, <clears throat> the Giants are incredibly reliant on Saquon Barkley offensively. Like, just they're, they're just incredibly reliant on them offensively. Essentially, when he pops off for 100 yards, they win. When he doesn't, they lose. They also, depending on the game and the situation, they'll give him the football 30 times. Saquon Barkley. He's not supposed to get the ball 30 fucking times. That's not how he functions. That's not how he works. You're going to get him hurt. He has 152 yards against the Texans on 35 carries. But it's the Texans. You should be able to maul them. Maul them without
1: 35 attempts. For Saquon Barkley. The Texans aren't very good. They're just like, yeah, well. Handed to him 35 times. And it's just like, what? It doesn't make any sense. Whatsoever. They won 24-16. to I mean.
0: And the Giants offensively. I feel like people just like. I feel like people just like just. Look at the Giants' record. Oh, they're 7-2. and two. And they're just like, yeah, they're a great football team. Like, dude, like, they scored seven points in the, in the first half against the Texans. Seven. All of their points came in the third quarter, but the Giants aren't a very good football team. They just are playing up against incredibly bad competition. And they're, like, semi-competent, and everybody's like, Brian Dable is this genius. I'm like, look at the splits with Saquon. I mean, he has 198 carries, and we have seven weeks left. He may get over 300 carries by the end of the season at this rate. And to be honest with you, I mean, they they run the shit out of Saquon, man. It's like 35, 20, 24, 22, 13, and then 31 against the Bears. The Bears! And don't give me the whole, well, he's popping off for a bajillion yards. You just saw the highlights for the Titans game. Just say that. You saw the highlights for the Titans game where he had 9.1 yards per carry. Just say that. Just say that, right? Because every other game, his yards per carry have fallen off the proverbial fucking cliff. Like 4.3, 2.6, 4.6, 3.8, 5.4. Good game against the Packers. 4.7, good game against the Bears. They ran it 31 times, but hey, you'll take that. From the 9.1 yards per carry against the Titans. It's like, he's not getting you the same levels of production that he once did.
1: It's like, you want to run the shit out of Saquon?
0: Be my fucking guest, but, or guess, excuse me. But uh, when you start getting fucking diminishing... They threw the ball 17 times on Sunday. Like, give me a break. They're like, we have to extend him because our offense doesn't function without him. But I'm like, isn't Brian Dable the guy that essentially molded Josh Allen into what he is and was today? By the way, I don't think Brian Dable did that. I think Josh Allen did that. Like, that's the argument that you hear about Brian Dable. Everybody's like, yep, like... Brian Dable, he's the guy, he's the one that did it. And I'm just like, strongly disagree. I think Josh Allen did that, and you're seeing that with with Daniel Jones and how much he looks like Daniel Jones. It's just like, oh, he he looks bad. Or maybe not bad, he looks average.
1: Average. So anyways. What else I got for you? Hold on. All right.
0: It's like one side. I don't even... I was about to say, I was like, how did I get go from talking about Jim Irsay to talking about Saquon? And I'm like, oh, because I had the article. Oh yeah, final article that I got for you. Final story that I have. My head is on fire. Final story. Apparently Seattle... Wants Geno Smith back in 2023. Look, Seattle has performed significantly above expectations for me as an analyst. Make no mistake, because the Broncos they suck this year, they could potentially get a top tier pick in next year's draft. And I'm, I'm going to fucking, I'm, I'm getting a fucking quarterback, man. Gino isn't, to me, the guy long-term. I think he's just had a good season overall. It's just like, hey, you know, tips the cap to him. Him, you know, give him a nice little butt slap. Say, hey, good job, Gino. Great job. But it's like... This weekend, to me, where they just completely and utterly fell apart against the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who have been on a slide all season long... Like the perfect example of just like how, not how much, but just like, but like kind of who he is as a quarterback where he was just unable and incapable of doing anything to bail his team out. I was just like, oh my God. The day, literally hours before Seattle was going to play against Tampa, hours before it's just like, wait, what's going on? I'm watching, hold on. I'm watching, did Klay Thompson just get thrown out pregame? I'm watching. Oh, no, no, no. This is October 25th. I'm like, like, is Klay Thompson getting thrown out of the basketball game pre-game against the Suns? Hold on. Okay, they're showing me highlights from last game, and I'm just like, it was so confusing because I saw Klay Thompson warming up in his jersey beforehand, and I was just like, in his warm-ups, and I was just like, wait, is that Clay Thompson now? Is that tonight? Did he just get thrown out pre-game? Get into a scrap with Chris? Chris Paul C P three? No. They're no. No. It's not what happened at all. Sorry. I just got really, really distracted. It was really it was like really weird to like watch him talk shit to CP three while like a couple of seconds before he was like in his warm-ups. I apologize. Seattle wants to extend Geno Smith. I think it's a bad idea. I think they should go for a cornerback. Um They want to extend him after this season. Apparently, they also potentially want to invite Drew Locke back.
1: Okay. Oh, God.
0: As good as Seattle has been, they haven't, like, fallen completely apart this season, which is what I kind of thought would happen without Russell West. Not Westbrook, but Wilson. They haven't fallen apart. They've actually been a really, really good football team relative to what they really can and should have been. And they're the one seed in their division.
1: Like, yeah. I think they're a couple of games up.
0: I think they feel fine, and I'm like, I don't know. I I mean, does anyone think, ironically enough, I'm trying to think, like, Stafford's in that division. Garoppolo's in that division, and Kyler's in that division. I don't think Geno's the best quarterback out of any of those quor- uh, out of any of those other players. I think he's like the fourth best, and he's the one seed. I mean, he's playing like he's the best quarterback, but still, like uh, I don't know, just obnoxious. But it's ironic. They're like, "Hey, we're gonna extend him," and then he loses you the game against the Bucks. What's the standings? Let me check the standings. I'm always going to check the standings now because they're just like that's just kind of how the season is going to go. So their one game, do they have the tiebreaker against the 49ers? I think they do. Have they not played the 49ers? Yes, they have. Then Hold on. I'm trying to find the 49ers game. Oh, no, they don't. They lost 27-7. to I remember that game. It was terrible. Horrible. I was like, did they play? I thought they played twice, but I thought that they had, like, a distinct advantage. But no, they only played up against the 49ers once, and the 49ers have the tiebreaker. So the 49ers are technically one game back against the uh, against the fucking, fucking Seattle Seahawks. And it's just like, you guys, God, it's so annoying. Literally, all you had to do is just win today. Just win, baby. That's all they fucking had to do. What do they do? They fucking
1: screwed up the bag.
0: And now here we are, where it's just like, well, Seattle could potentially lose the one seed after having the one seed in their division. It's very, very annoying. Anyways. Let's talk the rest of the uh, the games that happened on Sunday, and then we'll peace out for today. So, got a little bit into Seattle at Tampa. I mean, technically, Seattle in Germany versus Tampa. There were a lot of Seattle Seahawks fans, though. Apparently, like, the ticket sales or the ticket, like, pre-orders were in the millions. Like, people had wanted it, like, millions upon millions of people had wanted to go to the game, but they, they just didn't have the seats. I mean, NFL should probably start looking at more venues for uh, further games and things of that nature, for their games, because, uh, I mean, people in Europe really, really like football. More specifically, I guess there's pretty, pretty, like, rabid fan bases in Europe. And, yeah, I, like, maybe this is just me, but I would, like, to me, the goal and the dream of the NFL, and they just don't think globally at all, but to me, the goal in the dream would be would to have like a EuroLeague and an American League. And the EuroLeague and the American League would compete in the Super Bowl. Or you would just get rid of rankings. Or not rankings, but you would just get rid of conferences. And you would just have records and things of that nature. Like the best record would get the, um, the spots in the playoff. You know? We'll get play- playoff spots and it had nothing to do with divisions and conferences. That's to me how I would do that. It's like I would have a Euro League. The Euro League would have any type of players, American, European players, whatever. The owners, the, the teams would be based in Europe. They would play against the other European teams, right? And so, so that way we wouldn't have like American fan bases rooting for European teams and European teams, European fan bases rooting for American teams. It's just like that way European teams can have whatever they want. That's like the hope and the dream, right? and i would just like be like yeah we're going to have the super bowl and we're going to have american teams and euro teams play against each other and
1: yeah that's it that's how i would do that
0: and we would play on like neutral sites quote unquote right so um we may have a game in like new york we may have a playoff game in like new york we would have a playoff game in like france or the uk or whatever i don't know or maybe we would have the games in the respective countries. No, 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 no. That makes. I was I was about to say without conferences, it's a little bit of a pain in the ass travel wise. But I'm like, still, it is what it is. I don't know. Anyways, um, Seattle versus Tampa Bay across the pond, as they say. Seattle lost. Gino was Gino was garbage. Well, not garbage, but he was just. I mean, he was Gino. In Tampa. I don't think Tampa's back yet. Devin White played awesome, but I don't think Tampa Bay is back. I just think that Seattle just played a shit game, if I'm 100% honest with you. Lions at Bears. 31 to 30. Lions won it. They clutched it out. Thank God. Otherwise, I would have been uh, really, really up a creek if Lions didn't clutch it out. But, um,. Look, the story that's come out of Chicago over the last couple of weeks ever since the Dallas Cowboys game is look at how awesome Justin Fields is playing and things of that nature, especially in Chicago. And um, now apparently Chicago Bears media is like, man, like, like Justin Fields, I mean, just why isn't he just doing everything for us? I mean, he's our top tier running back or runner, excuse me. He's our quarterback. So he throws and runs the football. And then it's just like, oh, my God, like. Like we just we don't have a defense. Can Can Justin Fields just play defense? You know Justin didn't have a great uh, didn't have a great day. He didn't have a great game. Uh, why? Because um, he just didn't play linebacker for us. And it's just like the expectations of Bears fans is just ridiculous. But um, like Justin, it, I don't have a whole lot of expectations for him this year because the Bears they suck. Like. I don't know why Bears fans are like, we don't suck. We're good. It's just like, no, you guys suck. Legitimately, you fucking suck. As a motherfucking football team, you should be fucking ashamed of the product that you've put out on an annual basis for the last 40 years. You should go hide in a hole. And you should never show your fucking faces until you have a semi-competent GM and an owner that want to actually win some football games. Call me when that happens. What they did this year was a
1: disgrace.
0: put out a shitty product, and they're just like, why aren't we winning games? Give me a break. Lions, on the other hand, winning, getting the tiebreaker over the Bears, it's questionable, and it's like, look, the Lions and the Bears, they need a fucking tank. The Lions need a quarterback. Bears need an offensive lineman. They need assets. Both of them, regardless, they need assets. They need players, and they don't have any players because both of them are just horrible football teams that for some stupid reason, are two of the longest tenured football teams in the sport, and they still are like the two worst football teams ever. It's like the two longest tenured are two of the worst. It's like that doesn't make any sense. You guys didn't learn how to win in 100 years? Yes. Yes, they did. They did not learn how to win in 100 years. I mean, it's a rhetorical question, but it is ridiculous. One Super Bowl between the two of them, Two Super Bowl appearances, I think, between the two of them. The Bears have been just god-awful. God-awful sport. If you're a fan of sports, and if you live in uh, Detroit, I feel bad for you. It's like the Pistons suck. They had their little stint in the 90s, but everybody hates them, and you guys have essentially been lost in the halls of just time and space, and nobody respects the bad boy Pistons. Everybody was just like, oh, yeah, they're just beating the crap out of players, things of that nature. They're not really that good. They had Dennis Rodman and Isaiah Thomas, two of the best players at their positions. But unfortunately, they were just like, yeah, we're just going to beat the crap out of people and not really play them straight up. And then Jordan, of course, crushed them. And then pulled, like, LeBron, everybody's like, like LeBron recruits players. LeBron, LeBron literally stole this from Jordan. Jordan fucking got Dennis Rodman and I, and when, uh, after he gets traded to the Spurs. And when they got Dennis Rodman, that was over with. Over and done with. Over. It was a wrap. And then they beat the crap out of the Pistons. It was glorious. I wasn't even born when they beat the crap out of the Pistons. Glorious. Glorious. I revel in the Pistons' misery. But, yeah, they have the Pistons, the bad boy Pistons that nobody cares about. And then I'm talking about Detroit sports. And then they also have, uh, what is their baseball team? The Detroit Tigers. And then they have the Red Wings. And it's just like, who cares? Detroit sports are terrible. God-awful. An absolute mockery of sports. And yes, the Lions are also in that, uh, in that, crew, in that breed of. Oh my God, why are you so fucking terrible? Oh God, but the Lions—they won. I mean, the best thing for them would have been a loss, but um, they'll probably. I mean, uh, the Lions are very good. They'll probably be a top five top 10 team drafting wise once again and like we'll see the like it's like yeah it sucks that they lost for the team and for tanking wise but i mean let's just not pretend that they're just not going to be back where they once were last year drafting like top 10 top five sucking ball sack again just like the Chicago Bears. Last year they didn't have a first rounder because they traded up to get Justin. But they'll be back. They'll all be back. They'll be terrible again. God. I'm so glad that that game wasn't nationally broadcast. What games do we have this weekend? Hold on. NFL football. This is when the NFL gets really, really good. When you start getting like all these really, really awesome games going on. Like, uh... Tomorrow, Thursday night, we'll talk about this game here once we're done wrapping up the Sunday games. But, like, tomorrow we got Titans at Green Bay. We got, on Sunday, Rams at Saints. And uh, and this is the early block, Eagles at Colts. I'm going to watch that game. And then in the later block, Cowboys at Vikings, which should and can be a redemption game for the Cowboys. And then we also got Chiefs at Chargers. Mm Mm-mm. Mm, On Sunday night football. That's what I'm motherfucking talking about. Yes. And then Monday night, we kind of got a dozer. uh, 49ers at Cardinals. And it's just like nobody cares about the Cardinals. But um, not really a whole lot of shitty football games that you'll see if you have some games out of market. But, um, oh my gosh, I mean, so glad that I live in Florida and I'm not in the Lions and the Bears market at all. Awesome game that happened. um, If you're a Dolphins fan uh, this weekend, 39 to 17 Dolphins. It was just an absolute molly whopping of epic proportions against the Cleveland Browns, who, yes, will potentially get Deshaun Watson going here in the next couple of weeks. I don't really care. Uh, Tua was awesome. Jeffrey Wilson was awesome. Jalen Waddell and uh, Tyreek Hill were okay, but they didn't really need either one of them. And um yeah. It was a 20-point victory or 20-point lead against the uh the Cleveland Browns essentially Dolphins almost scored 40 points. There's really not much else to uh, to be said except are the Dolphins the one seed? Yes, they are because the Bills absolutely fumbled the bag this weekend. Dolphins are now the one seed in the AFC East. Little bit of interest there. They play up against the Texans this weekend. Or excuse me, next weekend because they're on their bye week this weekend. So that should be an even bigger molly whopping. And then they got the Niners, the Chargers, the Bills, Packers, Patriots, and then Jets. You could see the Dolphins being the one seed in their division. Like they have the lead on the Bills. They have the tiebreaker against the Bills. And their schedule down the stretch is pretty manageable, right? Texans, Niners, Chargers. What is that? Like two, three wins there? Bills, Packers, Patriots, and then Jets, again, that's like two, three, maybe four wins in the final four weeks. So potentially, I mean, they're, they could win like 11 to like 14 games here in the next couple of weeks. Just saying. Just saying. Yeah, their schedule is easy-peasy, lemon-squeezy, the Dolphins. Oh, my God. Broncos at Titans, I mean, Titans did what Titans do. They just ran the shit out of the football. And uh, Russell Wilson threw it 42 times, completed 21 passes, 286 yards, one touchdown, one interception. Nick Westbrook, whoever that is, had 100 yards and two touchdowns. But uh, Titans aren't very good. Denver isn't very good. I mean, the Titans are like an average to above average team masquerading around as like the one seed in their division because their division isn't very good. Denver is literally one of the worst teams in the NFL. Vikings at Bills. We talked about a lot yesterday. Playoff implications. The Bills, they dropped two slots in their division being the third seed in their division behind the Dolphins. And yes, the J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Patriots are one game behind them. Big, 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 big problem. For them, the Vikings won 33 to 30. They retain their one seed. There isn't really any change at all in that regard. Because the Packers beat the Cowboys. The Packers are four and six. Everybody's like, Packers are going to the playoffs now. I don't think so. I don't think so. I don't think so. They're four and six. I mean, we could have three, maybe four teams from the NFC East go to the playoffs this week. Or not this week, but this year. At the very least, I think we have three, right? Because some teams in the NFC East, to be honest with you, if they were in other divisions, would outright win their division just based off their record. Like, the Bucs are leading their division 5-5, five to five, right? They're 500. They have the, uh, the one seed. The Vikings are like the only other anomaly where they've won a crap ton of games 8-1. to one. They've only lost to Philly, but I don't really... I don't think the Vikings are that good of a football team. Seattle... Is up on their division, six to four. Dallas is six six three. Giants are seven and two, and the Commanders, who are terrible in my opinion, five and five. It's like most of those teams that I just mentioned would have gotten passed by Dallas or the Giants, and the Commanders would have been kind of like hanging around the uh, the one seat as well.
1: But um, yeah, Vikings.
0: Vikings are again kind of like competing for that second seed in the uh, in the conference. The Eagles. They have uh, they're tied, but the Eagles have the tiebreaker because they beat the Vikings earlier this season. But um, the Vikings are, I think they'll get exposed this weekend. We'll see. Texans at Giants. I mean, it's, like the Giants beat the Texans because the Texans aren't very good. Sixteen to twenty four. Jags at Chiefs went about as horrifying for the Jags as you possibly could imagine. Uh, Twenty-seven to seventeen. Jacksonville is in trouble. Like, sound the alarms. Jacksonville uh, spent all that fucking money on Christian Kirk, and Christian Kirk isn't very good, and he still don't have an offensive line. And um, Jacksonville is just
1: <sighs> Jacksonville is just not very good he's just not I, I i don't understand it seventeen to twenty
0: seven final score of the game god man I know crystal Kirk had two two touchdowns hundred and seventeen yards I get it, but nobody cares right and the reason why nobody cares about uh about that is that uh It doesn't matter in the long term of the game. They scored seven points in the second quarter when the score was 21 to seven. And then they scored an additional seven points when the score was uh, in the fourth quarter, by the by. When the score was like fucking 27 to fucking 10. Like, it doesn't matter. That's what I mean by it doesn't matter. Saints at Steelers. Awesome game. Awesome game uh, for the Steelers. They beat the Saints. I don't think the Steelers, I mean, I, what's what's their record? They can't have won more than five games. Yeah, they won three games. They're terrible. Uh, it's an awesome game relative to them because they're not a very good football team, but they need, like, they need hope, you know? Just like this is one of those games where it's just like, oh, you know, against a good defense, but probably not a good football team overall. Uh, you beat them. You beat Andy Dalton, who threw two interceptions on Sunday and who is not very good, but... Demario Davis, Cam Jordan, Marcus Davenport, Marshawn Lattimore, and they also got in the Honey Badger, brought in his big ass. Uh, they brought in the Honey Badger to all come and play, and it's just like, oh, like, Saints defense is a pretty good defense. I think that's constantly my, my, uh, my conclusion with the Saints. It's like, oh, they have a good defense, their offense. just stinks. Anyways, talk about the Colts at the Raiders. Still super annoyed with that. Rams at Cardinals. Cardinals won it, 27 to 17. Don't need to talk about it. Do you want to know why? Backup quarterbacks played. Rams. I'm I'm a bit worried for Sean McVay and Matt Stafford because in less need. Because like I I just shrug my shoulders. I'm like, where do you go from here? You can't get any players because you're spending a shit ton of money on you players, so you don't have any money that way. Can't get players that way. Can't get players in the draft because you always use your first-round draft picks. Now Cooper Cup is hurt, and it's just like, oh, my God. it's Who are they playing this weekend? I mean, it doesn't matter because, I mean, they're, they're playing. Oh, it does. They're playing against the Saints, and it's just like, Matt Stafford is supposed to play, but he doesn't have Cooper Cup. Remember how I was just like, man, if I was the Rams, I would have signed Odell to like a long-term contract and it's just like Cooper cup gets hurt. They don't have another wide out pretty much. And now it's just like, boy, it would have been pretty awesome to sign Odell Beckham jr. By the way, uh, Dallas probably needs to get that done here in the next couple of weeks. They need to get it done. They need another guy. Um, I'm a bit shocked. I mean, I'm not shocked that <clears throat> excuse me, that Dallas hasn't gotten him because Dallas loves to play this, like this, uh this shit where they like, are like, we, we like this player, but we aren't ever going to sign this player. Ever. But, um... Ah, gosh. Odell probably should be a Ram, and he should have been a Ram a long time ago. They should have signed him in the offseason after he had torn his ACL, and they should have had outs in his contract for if he gets re-injured or injured again, specifically with his ACL, so that way they can just, like, if they feel insecure about it, they can just move on from him. Instead of just like being like, yeah, we're just not going to sign him, but obviously want and need him on the team. It's just like, God, you're a multi-billion dollar corporation and company. You have to be able, you have like fucking money. You can't just fucking be this dumb about this type of stuff, man. This is absurd to me. They like fumbled the bag metaphorically and literally. It's insane how dumb they are. Chargers at Niners. Look, Chargers are just... Incredibly hurt. This is Brandon Staley's, I think, second year with the Chargers. Chargers are like five and four. They're still hanging around their division. Chargers to me are just overrated. They're just not, they're like average to below average. Justin Herbert is awesome. He'll be awesome for them for his entire career. He needs fucking help. All of his wide receivers are fucking hurt all the fucking time. And I was so out on Mike Williams. I mean, statistically, he had a great season last season. But I was like, I don't know why you wouldn't go out and get somebody who can actually benefit from Justin um, being their quarterback. And they just were like, we're just going to re-sign Mike Williams and Keenan Allen. And it's just like, oh my God. Oh, Oh my God. So bad what they did. 49ers also are like, Weird in the sense of, like, Christian McCaffrey, it's a weird trade. He did not have a good game at all. He had, like, 14 carries, 38 yards, 2.7 yards per carry. Just like, what? That doesn't make sense. And then Elijah Mitchell pops off for, like, 18 carries, 89 yards, uh, 4.9 yards per carry, and it's just like, I, okay, all right. It's just weird. 49ers did beat the chargers 49ers are just they're kind of they're masquerading as well I don't take them too seriously I know everybody's like they're their defense they're defense it's like I don't I don't care finally commanders at chargers we talked about yesterday commanders beating the commanders at chargers that doesn't make any sense commanders at eagles talked about it a lot yesterday um the synopsis of it was Eagles shouldn't have lost. I don't care about the penalty against Taylor Heineke. Was it bullshit? Yeah. Um, I'm a Cowboy fan. We got fucking hosed by the refs on Sunday. I don't give a fuck. Uh, Eagles lost against the fucking Commanders. I don't even know if they would have went down on the football field and scored, to be honest with you. But um, the Eagles, they were just—they were a mess on Sunday. And uh, they got freaking the ball ran down their proverbial throats. And I just don't understand how they're going to be able um, on Sunday to just play a clean game against the Colts because uh, they could get Dallas where they just walk up into Indianapolis and just get the crap beaten out of them by the Indianapolis Colts. Um, But we'll see what happens. Hopefully they're not the Raiders, the literal worst team in the NFL. Anyways, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot to give you my game day pick for tomorrow. Titans at Packers. I'm going Titans. I don't think the Titans will fumble the way uh, the Cowboys fumbled in the last quarter on Sunday. And I think, uh, to be honest with you, the Packers and Aaron being that good is kind of a one-off. And um, I think he'll just... I think it'll just fall apart, honestly, here tomorrow. But we'll see. I'm taking the Titans over the Packers. Short week, emotional week for Aaron. He's going to be on a slide. We'll see what happens. Anyways, I'm peacing out for today. I'll see you Friday. Game day picks for this weekend. Twenty fours Podcast.